morning, everyone. As you see in the Dharma talk slide, this talk will be about the beetle and the raccoon and me. Morning dew is an essential resource for animals and insects living in a desert. Recently, I watched a short video clip about the Namib desert beetle and how it is able to survive in the arid wilderness of southwestern Africa. Even in the desert, where there is scarcity of water on the ground, dew is formed because of the temperature difference between day and night. And there, the desert beetle collects water from morning dew and sustains its life. Here's what they do. The beetle climbs up to the top of a sand dune on cold mornings and turns its back to the breeze. Then the beetle stands on its head and waits and waits until water droplets are formed on its back. And again, the beetle waits until the droplets become big enough to roll down to its head. Only then, the beetle enjoys sipping the life-giving drink from nature. I loved watching these beetles. They look fascinating and even sublime to me. What captured my attention the most was their head-down posture and the tranquility a beetle presented while holding its posture, calmly maintaining its posture as it lowers its head to the ground. This simple yet serene action becomes the most essential element for survival in the harsh conditions in a desert. Nothing is as easy as it looks. If you see something as easy, that is probably because there are tremendous unseen efforts put into it, so it appears easy and tranquil. This is part of the reason the beetles look fabulous to me, although they probably follow their instinct as insects. After watching the video, I've got a new perspective on tranquility. Tranquility does not solely refer to a state of being peaceful, but instead it includes the effort that is put into the process to attain the quality of being serene. What is this beetle story all about? From time to time, we experience challenges and we may get depressed. The troubles may come externally. They might be totally personal. The sky looks so gray. Nothing seems to work out the way we wish. We feel like we are nobody. And we are just tired of this seemingly never-ending pandemic situation. Do you yourself? feel any of these? Actually, these are what my mind has been screaming for a while. And yes, I was a bit depressed. 
I was not motivated to do anything. I followed my temple routine, but I was not very energetic. And then I happened to watch the video about the beetle, serene, diligent, and at the same time, instinctively agile, even though they didn't move at all. When you are down, what do you do? If I may take a hint from the desert beetle, I will say you want to lower your head down to your heart and calmly endure. Actually, this is what I did. With the imagery of the beetle, I thought to myself, let me do the same. Let me embrace my little self. Let me listen truly to my chatty, nagging, and dented, D-E-N-T-E-D, dented mind. Once I paid attention to it, my mind produced all sorts of screaming. Ironically, I felt refreshed because of this. What I mean by the posture of head down is listening. Listening means, means to tenderly listen to what our mind has to say. It is not about controlling it or pretending we are okay. It is not playing with those nagging minds either. But it is to mirror our mind. One counseling technique is to repeat what a client say, says. We can do the same to our chatty mind. As we mirror our mind and simply repeat back to it, our mind can be heard and accepted. This is a huge step toward reaching a state of tranquility. This is also one way to recover a quality of true nature within. This listening skill is what I learned from the Beatles' head-down posture. Simple action of head-down also can give us a hint for untangling unresolved feelings and thoughts. To some extent, it is about letting go of a seeking mind. Sometimes, no matter how great a Dharma talk we hear, or no matter how thoughtful the advice others may give, it does not seem to register. If so, put down the ex externally seeking mind. Instead, calmly sit with what is occupying you at the moment. Just as the beetle holds itself until morning dew is formed, a suitable answer can come when we hold ourselves warmly. This way, a hint of vibrating energy can emerge within us. Even a tiny bit of energy vibration can become a source for shaking off our depressed self. When I noticed lively energy started to form, I quickly caught the signal, brushed myself off, and I moved my butt. And you know what though? When you move, you need to move agilely. 
not your physical body alone, but your intention. Let me share a, my story about an, a raccoon, American raccoon, that showed me how to be tranquil and agile at the same time. A few weeks ago, I encountered a raccoon in the temple's courtyard. At our temple, near the mailbox, there is a fig tree. After dinner, I usually take out compost, check our mailbox, and look for any ripened figs. This has been my evening routine. One evening, after checking the mailbox, I looked for ripened figs. Luckily, I found a handsome-looking one on a branch that was easy for me to reach. So I pulled the branch and picked the fig. When I let go of the branch, it swayed, and it did rather more widely than usual. I could tell it wasn't me who made that big swing. I looked for the reason. To my surprise, it was a raccoon, American raccoon, sitting on that fig tree looking at me. I'd never seen a wild raccoon so close in front of my eyes. I was frozen right then. The raccoon was frozen too. And then our eyes were perfectly locked while we took in each other's unexpected presence. Suddenly, I felt the need to act to show my ownership over the tree. So I said, in Korean, using a sort of scolding voice, What do you think you're doing on our fig tree? This is ours. Go away. But the raccoon did not move at all, even a tiny bit. A little humiliated, I said again, Go back to your territory. But I had no luck. The raccoon did not seem to care about what I had to say. I must confess, I was totally overwhelmed by the raccoon's complete calm and sturdy manner. So I changed a tone of my voice and said, Good luck with searching for figs. Dark red colors are usually good ones. In fact, I just said that because I felt a bit ashamed. This encounter with the raccoon was delightful and lingered with me. Not only that, I also learned something from it. The more tranquil we are, the more resilient we can be. This is fair statement. But what do you think makes these two qualities connected? I think one element is timing and it can be explained as agility. The dictionary meaning of agility is the ability to move quickly and easily. I want to add mental agility to the, to the definition. Mental agility is the quality to discern a certain condition and take the initiative. It does not matter whether or not we move our physical body. This is certainly what nature showed me. The raccoon did not move at all when it realized my presence. 
The beetle in the video stood still once it reached its right position. Without any single step or action, they presented what inner agility can look like and how they cultivate resilience through acting in a timely way. Needless to say, calmness is the basis for any mind power. But calmness alone does not contribute to bringing about actual changes in life. We've got to use it to cultivate spiritual strength or flexibility. The quality of agility can help here. Once your intention is formed, take action on it. Let me sum up my reflections on the beetle, the raccoon, and the gloomy days I experienced. Nature never loses tranquility. In fact, nature itself is tranquility. Similarly, we've never lost tranquility. Our mind is originated in deep peace. In fact, we are originally empowered being. When we find ourselves off of being tranquil, this is just a signal that nudges us to pay attention to ourselves and listen to our inner voice. If that is the case, be tender and easy with ourselves and at the same time be sturdy and resolute when we take an action. Once we recover our confidence, the confidence that comes from realization of who we truly are and our minds are connected to wellspring of true nature, any challenges in life can become materials to improve our spirituality. At this point of my life, I am going to adopt the teachings I learned from the beetle and the raccoon, and I will make their dignity, agility, and powerful calmness my own.